0: Hello. She was a level on the road to alcohol.
1: And What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Will and Hunter are back, and we are going to look at the West Virginia game and all that went right there, and then look forward to the big game against Baylor this weekend. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online and it's easy and and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at p r m i raider at primeres.com, through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right, we are here after a thorough beatdown of a Big Twelve opponent that is not Kansas, and I think we're all feeling pretty good. How are y'all feeling? Feeling um,
0: Shocked, like, 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 pleasantly surprised after that
1: one. I know. I was thinking. I was. I, I had a tough time watching the game because I was out of town and maybe that's the secret. Maybe I, maybe I'm too engaged. And then I just, I should, I should just step back and let good things happen. I don't know. But the, uh, what was the Hunter, you had the stat, I believe that's been quoted by several people and not attributed to you. When was the last time we'd beat somebody down like that? It was Kansas state 2009, right?
2: I don't remember having that Um, set. I thought
1: you tweeted that stat. No, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, probably Kansas State 2009. Then I've been getting mad at, I've watched several podcasts say that, and I was like, not a single one is attributing well, tech guy. What, what other podcasts are <laughs> you listening to? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, well, we're the 38th tech ranked tech podcast, so I hit up about four in front of us. Okay, so I can, I'll, I'm going to go back and take away my anger. But, yeah, it's Kansas State 2009 it was the last time you beat a big 12 opponent, not named Kansas that badly. And what was weird is so like, I didn't watch the first half live. I was basically just getting updates from Ben and Hunter and Ben is an awful updater because I would just get like, <laughs> what the <laughs> F and like, could be good, could be bad. Like Morton's leg could have fallen off or we could have thrown a touch. I don't, I had no idea. So uh, it was an interesting way to take in the first half, but I mean, y'all, I do remember the thing that stuck out was Hunter saying we're missing plays because the tempo is so fast. Golan said that because he
2: was watching on TV. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've gotten everything wrong that I've said in this podcast
2: so far. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the tempo is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's so fast. And um yeah, I and mean, surely West Virginia, when you listen to their interviews before their press conferences, I mean. It's not like it's a surprise. I mean, they were aware of it. It was something that they were preparing for, um, and they it didn't look like it though. Even though we know it, we know they did, and so you know, and I heard the same from Baylor this week. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. You you know, Oklahoma State uses it, Um, and, and Texas does. A lot of people do, but I, we're kind of on a different level as far as the tempo goes. And you know, I said it last week. I was curious about what that did to us not subbing like what did what would not subbing do to our kind of the like distribution of the ball and and um it wasn't what I was expecting I I thought our tight ends would be the victim of it but they were they're actually the beneficiary yeah and um and so we just have tight ends on the field um and just line them up at receiver I mean we we were in 12 personnel on these drives and we would you know we would be in that for seven plays consecutively but we would be in a lot of different formations I mean we would have four wide you know um, with that, and then in West Virginia would line up twenty yards off the ball, and we would just throw it out there and have a tight end blocking, and Nehemiah Martinez would just waltz for eight yards. Uh, yeah, we we just it didn't look like they prepared for for us at all, even though we know they did. I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of what our yeah. offense did to them.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with Hunter. The, the biggest thing too that stuck out to me, you know, upon upon the first watch and rewatch, not just with the with the with the tempo, but. We just – I mean, we were gashing them on pretty much any single play we ran. Like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but, I, I mean, to me, you you kind of looked better on offense than you did against Murray State. Like, I thought Murray State gave you more resistance at times than West Virginia did. They just uh, – you know, you know, not to discredit, like, what, what we did on offense on Saturday, but it, it just seemed like West Virginia was just, like, completely lost as far as, like, what their game plan was, what they were on that side of the ball. Um, and I mean, it's just, it, it was just like, like just stealing every play. It was just like, well, you know, this like three yard gain looks like it might turn into an eight yard or 10 yard gain. I think, I think really probably the biggest example of that was Sir Roderick's rushing touchdown around the left corner, where <laughs> I think we were running inside zone and then he just bounced it out. And two guys just, one, he embarrassed both guys. Yeah. But both just really just piss poor efforts by two West Virginia defenders. Yes. Like it, it looked like child's play.
1: Yeah, it was like a, it was like not a very good, it's not a very well blocked play. No, not at all. But it was like it didn't matter because West Virginia couldn't tackle. And I, like, I've seen people online kind of talk about like this West Virginia's plan was one of the worst defensive plans I've ever seen. It was terrible. They couldn't tackle. But I do think that goes back to the tempo because if you, they, they, like, they were lining up giving away yards and i think i mean we saw that against texas and austin last year like sure i think our defensive plan was too complicated but part of that like if they would have given us time to line up we probably could have executed it but they didn't and so you know you had 11 guys standing up looking at each other when the ball was snapped and you i think you caught west virginia like that a few times like when i finally got to watch the game you know mid third quarter i finally saw like why what i was getting texts about was happening and it was just I mean, there was no resistance if we wanted six yards on a screen six yards on a screen was gonna get
0: got <laughs> it was every it was single time yeah yeah and, every it, single time it was it was like i it was like i don't know in in west virginia was just lining up eight yards off the ball on every play and we just were like okay cool i'll just take this screen for six to eight yards thank you very much next play <laughs> you know
2: yeah, Kinley said he thought they were a little worried about getting beat over the top. You know, when, when you listen to these coaches, um, like the Kansas State defensive coordinator um, mentioned it, pretty much everyone that's facing us. Is they, they talk about having to simplify things because we go so fast. And so I think, you know, a lot of that's just a product of of the tempo. You know, like West Virginia was like, okay, we got to be really, really simple. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if what you put in, if you put in like two or three things and they don't work, that's, that, <laughs> that's problematic. So, you know, I said – going into last week, like I'm not going to overreact when we put up a bunch of yards because we we should have yeah. done that. Um, but it was, it, it exceeded my expectations. I, it, every, um, every other non-tech drive against West Virginia averaged 40 yards per drive. Yeah. And that's, that's the worst in the conference. We averaged 50. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we exceeded, well exceeded what they, what they normally allow. And, you know, what's interesting about Baron is, he's done that in both of his starts, you know, so Oklahoma state's opponents averaged 30 yards per drive and he averaged like 37 with him with, with Donovan. We, we didn't do that. I mean, like we we only did it one time. It was against Texas, but against U of H, NC state, Kansas state, uh, we did less than what they were typically allowing. Um, I mean, it's clearly something has changed about our, about our offense. And, and it's, what's funny is it's like the numbers aren't catching up to it. And I, I mentioned this in a, in a post, but like the betting market has, you know, like they, they're assigning a total to us. That's, it would be like the most points, you know, um, that Baylor would have been predicted to allow. So um, I think, uh, yeah, I think some people are catching on, but uh, the offense is like trending in the right direction in a, like a staggering way, which is exciting.
1: Yeah. You know? I, I remember Climent talking about, you know, wanting like a, being afraid that, Of deep shots and tempo and then when you like I remember you saying West Virginia said that too is that to me that's kind of the wrong idea like I'm glad they think that but I think that's weird to think that our offense especially without Miles Price would be you know would would kind of attack a defense that way I I don't know I just I'm glad that they're worried about it but I, I don't really get why they're worried about it.
0: The the only thing that makes sense to me now that you mention it is is maybe because that as far as like Kitley and what his offense whenever he's running it how he wants to run it that is mm-hmm. what you have to have to worry about whenever he is running it to the way that he wants to run it and the way he's always running it West you know Western Kentucky the way he ran it at Baptist was super up tempo super aggressive and he was throwing it down the field all the time yeah so mm-hmm. I wonder if with climbing if that was early enough of the season. That he was still watching film from last year, and maybe thought we just hadn't quite hit our groove yet. And then too, you know, with West Virginia this week, I, I think part of that probably too is against Oklahoma State is that Baron did take some shots down the oh, field, yeah. yeah, and and it was, and I think too that's probably respect for him and seeing the fact that, you know, between Donovan between Donovan and Baron running the offense, it, it's not just different styles; it's like night, it's like a night and day offense, like like. With Donovan, you clearly like looking back on it now, even though Barron's only gonna start for two games, but clearly looking back at it, Kitley was very specifically calling a game designed around Donovan and not really running his offense. Whereas now it feels much like it's flipped been flipped on its head and with Barron under center. It's very much like what I expected out of the Kittley offense, which is lots of tempo. Try to hit you on some big plays. Be really aggressive. Like, like it's 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 the it's the Kittley offense.
1: Yeah, I think there's absolutely something to do that, especially with and I think we talked about with Donovan is with a with a guy like him, you can't. It seems like you have to call the perfect play, especially when he was. I guess we still don't know if how hampered he was by his injury. I think Hunter would yeah. have you believe that he was not at all. Um, but, I, you know, you're you're almost having to be so careful calling plays that you can't take the shots that you want to because yeah. you're thinking, if I take the shot and we either get a sack or, heck, it's incomplete, that drive's done. With Marin, we saw it you know, it's not, even if, even if you get to what was, were we six for seven on fourth downs in the first half? Like, yeah. Six or seven. And probably would have been seven for seven. If, I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't the, the all out blitz play, there had to have been someone open. I haven't seen a good angle on it, but if you send the house like West Virginia did, you know, somebody's probably open, but anyway, yeah. I, and so I do think the way Baron plays, you don't have to necessarily worry so much about, well, if this, if I, if I take a shot here and it's incomplete, you know that cuts our chance of having a successful drive in half or whatever. So uh, uh, I do think that goes into it too is Barrett is just, I don't know, he, he creates things, which is not a very good way to describe him It mean, maybe not even may, may not even make sense, but when he's out there, you kind of feel like even if Kitley doesn't call, the touchdown play we still might score a touchdown
0: (laughs) it's 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 the thing where he's a guy who can like it's like this like he can hunt down the right guy like he's gonna like he's gonna try to figure out where the right guy is on the field it's not just here's the structure follow the structure exactly like it's lined out kind of kind of thing
1: I, i think we should probably hit on the fourth downs because that was a lot of the like maniacal laughing text i was getting from ben it was every time it was a fourth down and it not being able to watch the game. It seemed it it's, and maybe it felt like this watching, it seemed like it was happening like at an unbelievable rate. It seemed like every other text I was getting was there's another fourth down. Oh, and it's converted. And it was like, not even thinking about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Man, what, I mean, what it think, was. Or go or, go ahead. What,
2: what makes our, this to me relates to tempo. I think what, what makes our tempo unique is, um, how how we're able to do it on fourth down. You know, yeah. like a lot of teams that play fast aren't as committed to going for it on fourth down as we are. Yeah. And so like on the on the fourth and ones and the fourth and twos, there's some hesitation and they're substituting and then like the defense is kind of has a chance to to catch its breath and get maybe like more defensive linemen in the game. And I mean, we, our our fourth and two is like it's like second and four. Right. I mean, no ten, hesitation. Yeah, the pace at which we are operating. And that's what was happening to West Virginia. And, like, I mean, there' one play that sticks out is um Barron, who needs to do a better job of taking care of the ball. But he, it's a third down around midfield. He scrambles, fumbles, and it's like bang, bang, him hitting the ground as he's fumbling. And it's like fourth and three or fourth and four, and the ball's like, squirts out. And West Virginia coaches are, like, on the field, like, trying to get their guys to jump on the ball just in case it's, a, it's reviewed that they yeah. recover it. And uh, while that's happening, <laughs> we are lining up. and about to run a play and like neil's like asking if there's going to be a review and then like west virginia decides to send a guy off late and we've snapped the ball and we throw it into coverage and xavier white makes a really good catch and converts it but it would have been a conversion anyways because they had too many guys on the field and neil's just losing it he's like what is happening they just fumbled like, did they sub? I don't, he's like wondering if we sub because he thought they should have had a chance to sub. And it's like that—that that was like our tempo and our fourth down aggressiveness, like in a nutshell. That yeah. little sequence to me, it was just total chaos. And our offense mm-hmm. was like not chaotic at all. I mean, we were just like lining up and going. Yeah, I,
1: and I do think I think that's a good the the lack of chaos on our side is something that we that like this team can embrace. And also, I mean, we've seen it when a defense forces a fourth down, that feels like a win, you know, no matter what, I mean, we've all, we've played football. We know Heck, you play Madden and you you even, you have like a twinge of like, I stopped them. Even though, you know, when you're playing Madden, you know, the guy you're playing was going to go for it on fourth down, but it's like that feels like a win. And then all of a sudden, Oh crap. Like, we're going to have to do this again. Like we didn't, we didn't just accomplish, we didn't just do our job. We didn't accomplish, like we're going to have to stop them one more time. And it, it almost feels like it's also like a bit like a psychological advantage where like you, like you are going to have to kill us. Like you're not, you can't, you, we're not going to submit. Like you are going to have to cut the head off basically.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, it's, you know, to me, this is like, we always, you know, there was always this tempo under Cliff and then, two, you know, we ran tempo under Yost and under, not as much under Cumbie, but to me, the most frustrating thing about running tempo under Cliff was always it felt like a lot of times you were wasting a play. If you got a big first down and then you were rushing up there and then you were trying to do something and then it would fall apart a lot of times. Yeah. And then with Yost, it seemed like, It was kind of the same thing where you would make a big play, and then we all knew that we were you were going to run it, and then so did the other team, and you were going to get like a yard, and then you just didn't get anything out of it. Yeah. Whereas with with Kitley, it feels much more like true controlled chaos. Like there's a plan, and you know what? There's probably going to be one of these weeks where we're running tempo like this, where we all are like, "What are you? What are we doing out here?" But through the first. You know two weeks with Barrons as a starter, it just hasn't it just hasn't felt like that yet.
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's important too to point out that like we we hear a lot about these books. We hear a lot about the you know the the analytics, the company that they're using, and like I know of high schools that are using it. And I think it's important to point out too that everybody's book is different. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's a I think there's like a mindset out there that you pay for a company and they send you a book, but that's not really how it is. It's it's you, each week you get a new book. And so like our book against. So uh, yeah, for example, I think an example would would be Baylor. I think they have the same
2: service as us. Yeah. Right. Their book is probably way more aggressive on fourth and short because they're a better short yardage running team. Whereas our book is probably more aggressive on like fourth and four and longer. You know, because like we probably we may have a better chance of picking up something in that range than them. So yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like we have yeah, we have different books. We have a different book with them,
1: right? And ours would be different because we don't run, We don't want to run it into their giant Samoan defensive tackle. Like he's going to factor in on some of the short yardage stuff and the the kicker, the weather. Like each week is different. Um, and so I think you know that's important too when you look forward. Like it may not be our book may be less aggressive against the team that factors that they judge as different than West Virginia or, or what have like. It, and that's a really good, another good point is looking going forward.
2: I, I predicted that we'd be a touchdown underdog in this game yeah. over the summer. I mean, it. it I would have lost a lot of money if you had told me, if you just said like, you know, make a bet that tech would close as a favorite in this game. Well, like over the past six games we've been considerable underdogs going in and i i guarantee you that the book incorporates the point spread because that's, oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the best way to, to to determine like you know your your chance of winning well going forward our books probably going to get con, con more conservative because yeah. like suddenly we're 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 not an eight point underdog right. 10.11 <laughs> point underdog in these games yeah games.
1: right yeah and because that's what i mean when you're an underdog you try to increase the variance <laughs> you know when you're favored you don't want variance let's let's play this thing straight up like if trey wolf gets hurt our book's gonna change because the kicker level like we don't know anything about Gino Garcia really except that he missed a kick early in the year so our yeah, book will yeah. probably change in that regard and so I do I do think it's important to like if strategy changes, that doesn't mean Maguire has changed. He's still, he has shown that he is going to follow the magic, never follow the book. It's important to know the book changes every week. So just For sure. it's important to keep that in mind moving forward.
0: You know what, you know what else is interesting is that uh Maguire didn't say it this week. He he said it last week during the bye week when he was talking about, you know, so when they were kind of self-scouting and reevaluating, oh reevaluating everything. Talked about the decision when to go for it and how now it's how it's worked out. So on the fourth downs we'd gone for on drives where we'd gone for it and we scored, you're we plus fifty eight on the year. And on the on the drives where we went for it and turned the ball over, we were minus twenty. So it turned out to be that we were plus thirty eight on the year when we decided to go for it for the whole year. Wow. And then in addition, so over the uh, over the weekend, um, that changed. We were six or seven on fourth down, you know, in that game, and it was all in the first half. Um, but we scored all 17 of our points on those drives when we when we went for on fourth down. So we added another 17 to that margin. So we're now plus uh what plus 40, 45 plus, 45 plus on the can,
2: year. You can still give up a touchdown after you punt, you know. So some of those, <laughs> yeah. Of the, yeah, some of the points that they're scoring after we don't go for it could have been points. Nonetheless, but right. um, the thing the thing about it is it's going to hurt like some of our defensive numbers, you know, like right now yes. we're sixth in, in defensive points per drive. And this is in big 12 games um, in the conference, but we are reaching a level that I have not seen, honestly, and um, I would probably go to 2009, I think, uh, as far as defenses at Tech. Where I could I could make a credible argument that there are only two defenses right now better than ours in the conference. I mean, I, I would still take Oklahoma State's. So I, Iowa State and Kansas State, I can't make an argument over them just based on the numbers. But yeah, and I would still probably take Oklahoma State. But I, I could make one and like it, it wouldn't look hilarious that yeah. like yeah, tech is the third best defense right now in the conference, which is just it's awesome. And it gives me a lot of confidence, like. I mean, yeah, and, and it's just it, we've always it's like we've had this podcast now for a year or two years, and it's like when we would talk about the defense, it's like things are never going to work. We're things are never going to get fixed until you get a pass rush, a pa- like yeah. one elite pass rusher, yeah. And things are never going to get fixed unless you can like cover people, in space. <laughs> Yes. And it's and it's like we have these two cornerbacks, we have a pass rusher, and then we kind of have this um, eraser in muddy waters who does so many different things. Yeah, um, it's like those five guys. I mean, yeah, everybody else is good, but like to me like you know the the surrounding cast is kind of similar, you know, like we've had good players in the past on defense. It's just you All need right. like these four or five guys that just change it for you and we we have them this year. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting that going into the year.
1: I mean, I don't think you I don't think you could expect it. Like I think me and you were both excited about Rashad what we saw at the end of last year. Malik Dunlap was like almost a bust. Muddy Waters had played (laughs) as much as Tyler Shuck and Tyree Wilson had a good December. We've seen guys have a good December. Late November, December, yeah. You know, and I think it's totally fair. And then I think you would also say you would think that the defense lost its best player uh, in Colin Schooler. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's completely fair to not have expected what we've seen. But it is, it's especially incredible and, and like Hunter said, to think about what that sh- what the the way we're running our offense, what it should do to the defense, and it's not really, <laughs> you know, like, it's, like it, it should make it look worse. So maybe it is, but even with that, it still looks good. Right
2: now, right now there are two defenses in the conference that are more likely to allow a touchdown than Tech, and that includes some short fields we're giving people. Yes, I mean, we 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 have turned the ball over on downs offensively on 12% of our drives, which is last in the conference. The big average is 6%. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, it's okay. That's, that's, that's okay. You know, yeah. we're, we're, the net effect is positive, but, the, but still, even despite that, there are only two defenses allowing touchdowns more frequently than tech.
1: That's wild. Per, what, on a
2: per drive basis.
1: What I think is a good example of that is it felt like, was it three times in a row against Oklahoma state, you get to midfield, their side of the field and you can't convert a fourth down and your defense let basically allowed you to do that three times because they didn't let Oklahoma state march down and score until the final time or whatever. So it's, I, it's an, it's an amazing, and we said this going into the year, it would be nice to see complimentary football and on paper, the Kitley Deruder marriage did seem like it had potential to be complementary, and we are seeing it now. And it is awesome because I don't even remember the last time we saw something like this and it even, it took a while to mold because I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that the Donovan Smith version of the offense really is that complimentary of the Deruder defense, but what we see right now, it feels, it seems like they just fit together like a glove. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And the other the thing too that's uh that's been so interesting is you know, coming into the year with, with De and his past and what he's really done ever since he's been out west after he left AM, he's been very like zone heavy on what his defenses do, you know. Yeah. And so we all kind of were expecting that coming into the year. Okay, cool. We're gonna run a bunch of zone, gonna give people a bunch of different looks, kind of disguise what we're doing that way. But what's really kind of come of it is is that we really just play man straight up on every down. And we're basically like, okay, we're just going to put our two best corners on your two best receivers and go for it. Throw at them. Yeah. And that's pretty, that's pretty much what we do every week. And I mean, there hasn't as crazy as it is, there hasn't been a week yet where that's bit you. Like it had, it has not bit you. And those guys get, well, I agree. Yeah. But it has, um, but,
2: but,
0: but to me, it's just been so interesting because you've played a lot of really good outside receivers so far this year, and there's been some guys make some plays on you. But it has never once has my mind ever been like, you know what? Maybe we should let's start running some like some some like quarters or like cover two and like really get away from this. Like I've I've never once thought that, despite how much both those guys get thrown at, and they get thrown at a lot.
1: Yes, especially Dunlap. But yes. it and it's also I mean I would. Hunter, it seemed like like when we recorded last week, you were most afraid of these two receivers so far that we've played, just based off the the, basically their size
2: and the combo. You know, having two of them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and yet it was almost they were non-factors. Those those two, yeah, it was almost Dunlap and Williams. If you listen to
2: yeah, if you listen to Neil afterwards, he says like he said that specifically. Our two receivers, non-factors in the game, non-factors and they were yeah um and I, and I don't know if um I, yeah I, I think those two guys that's a they're a tougher test than what we'll see this weekend especially with their kind of little slot shifty guy out but the, you know kind of I guess switching gears like this is this will be an interesting test because number one Baylor's offense is really good on paper I mean yeah. they they have been very effective um and they but they're just total opposite of what kind of anything we've seen too i mean we've never seen uh we won't see the amount for the for the rest of the year of under center tight ends running off tackle from under center that we'll see on saturday and you know yeah it'll be interesting to see what what uh what we look like against them because you know there there won't be a bunch of there won't be any shame in like allowing 30 points to baylor because based on one the number of possessions that'll probably be in the game and two their offense is good yeah, I mean that's kind of what they're expected to score is that amount of points.
1: Yeah, I I do wonder like with I was even trying to think. I guess Baylor last year was the last time you saw an offense like this. It's I'm just trying to think of because oh, I mean be I think this this will be the game where your your linebackers are tested the most because when you run like you run kind of a pro style system, you're you're basically making them be disciplined. And so if like they're going to have to respect the run. So I guess then that goes back to if they play action, can Tyree Wilson, Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings, Pierre, can they get home? Can they at least cause shape and some problems? And then also can your linebackers read and react quick enough to not give up easy throws over the middle, like put their bodies in the way, of the throwing lanes would probably be, you know, what I'm looking to, which I think the linebackers have been fine, but I also think ever the, the deep like the defense around them has been so good, they've they really have only had one job, like run and hit. I think this week it's a little more difficult.
0: Yeah, it for sure is. And and it's like you said, with with if we just don't really know what this is going to look like. You, you just don't see anybody else who's going to run an offense like this. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, how, but you know what the other weird thing is though too, it's like looking at what they've got at their skill positions. I, there's I And I've watched them a bunch, you know, a bunch this year, but there's watching the guy at their skill positions, there's just nobody who really just like scares me and really just jumps off the page of me. I think, you know, I think they've got a lot of really good players, you know, receiver, running back, um, you know, they're tied in uh, Sims. Is it tied in, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's good. Ben Sims is really good. Um, but. Uh, I mean, the guy that scares you know, me. For, for scares how much it scored, is he yeah. at? Yeah. Baldwin. I he, agree.
2: Yeah. 200 yards against Oklahoma State. It's like, I mean, he, he's averaging like 25 yards every time he touches it. And he's just super fast. But. He, I listened to Aranda, and he said he did not expect him to be able to practice until Thursday. So, I mean that uh, you wouldn't think he's playing, but no, I, I, I mean, I would say uh, that Baylor, they won't be the, they won't, their skill guys are not going to be without him anything more than what we've seen. I mean, they, they're starting running back who's supposed to kind of be their workhorse is out. So they've got this freshman who's running, who's pretty fast. And then they've got another guy behind him who's a like a monster, 250-pound running back.
0: Yeah, but, Jones. Yeah.
2: Um, but I agree. But they're still effective. So I mean, they're doing yeah. something right. It's
0: it's it's one of these things, it's one of these offenses, and I think it's by design. You watch it and you kind of get bored a little bit, and then they all of a sudden they hit like a 20 or 30 yard play on you.
1: Grimes is good. I mean, <laughs> I think oh, that, I agree. That, that's kind of what it comes down to. <laughs> like, I know there's AM people who want him to come kind of run the offense for Jimbo next year. You know, like, that's he's he's a well respected. That would be
0: a massive, that would be a massive improvement on Jimbo.
1: <laughs> yes. I don't know why that would be like when Cliff hired an OC. Like, it seems kind of pointless, but just to say that he did it. But yeah, I'm sure Grimes could get a good paycheck out of it. Uh, but w- w- this game, so
2: first off, Baylor people making a big deal about us them perceiving us to be making a big deal out of this game. Okay. It's our first night game. So, right. So that's when you do a blackout and where you win, when you wear black jerseys. Okay. It's, it's also the, the Chiefs bye week. week. Yeah. Yes, so gosh, this could have been,
1: thank you. This
2: could have been Kansas. This could have been anyone. Yes. Like they're, it's going to be full about that, those that, two aspects. And like yes.
1: it's that game out to be more than it is. That, <laughs> it's just, that it's has driven me insane. Part of man, tech is really putting a lot into this game. This is Patrick Mahomes, you know, ring of honor. Night tech games. didn't influence the NFL schedule. <laughs> you know, like it didn't matter. That oh, that drove me like uh, yes. Thank you for saying that. That is that is driven me insane. I mean, I, this is a big game, but like I personally think the Texas game was bigger. Yes. I think
0: like, it was bigger for sure.
1: And it this will be. A, an awesome win if if it's a win, but it's not you know season maker breaking. You know, I guess I guess our not. best
2: win. It will, we will have a win I, of I mean, four and four team if we win.
0: Yeah. I right. think the thing too is of, of the teams you've played so far, I'd say they're probably the fifth or fourth, fourth best team you've played, probably fourth.
2: I would have behind. I would have an NC State week two with Leary and them having full confidence. At NC State in a, a night that's a game, a in game. State. yeah, that's a tougher game. Yeah, but not even close. So I would have at NC State, at K State, at Oklahoma State, Texas at home. This is our fifth toughest game of the schedule. Yes.
1: The yep. I'm, you have no arguments from me there. Um, so yeah, that that is. A, I mean, I guess you want to feel self-important, Baylor, have at it, but we can't help the schedule. You know, like <laughs> it's just it's just kind of the way.
0: Yeah, it's like I said too. It's like it's the first, it's the first night game of the year. Probably going to be the only night home night game of the year, just because for because of freaking what Fox has you decided to do and ESPN decided to have to do and you, what <laughs> your your buddy your are But honestly, with the way that the TV, it, it's just so stupid how we've decided to rebrand college football as oh 11 a.m. and 2:30. That's really what the fans Klatt, really want this this sport played.
1: Joel Klatt said on the ticket today that if TCU. Beats West Virginia, the Tech TCU game will be the the big Fox one next week. So, so that'll be, be 11. eleven o'clock. That'll be at eleven. Yeah, which is so um,
0: stupid. It's like no one wants to watch an eleven a.m. game, bro.
1: No, um but anyway, the uh there I was looking at the Baylor offense on Football Outsiders, and I've mentioned this before. I hit record, but the thing that kind of surprised me bit just based off Aranda and Grimes and the Baylor with the way they've, they've been just kind of a team that doesn't beat themselves. Like you have to beat them. They're 86th in the country in turnover rate, which yeah. I like that,
0: which, which <laughs> to me, um, you know, and, and part of it is again, having a, a spouse that went to Baylor, but watched watched a ton of, a ton of them this year. And Shapen, just I I just don't think I think he's okay but I don't think he's uh it's just shocking that they let Bohan Bohan yes. leave yes because Bohannon ran this offense significantly better I think than Shapin does I think
1: Shapin is fine I think it's an absolutely yeah. wild thing to do to let Bohan leave because of Shapin <laughs> I think that was wild
2: especially now because <laughs> He's something isn't quite right. He's a, he's a really athletic guy. I think he's kind of like a Morton, you know, in the sense like people are, have to tell you, like remind you that he's a good athlete just cuz I don't know. Yeah. Skinny yeah. guy. Yeah. Skinny white guy or something. <laughs> but uh something's like not right with him. I mean, he he's not uh, scrambling these last couple of weeks since his injury or yeah. something. I, I don't I think it is even another injury that preceded what knocked him out of the West Virginia.
0: At, at West Virginia. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and then when you listen to them, Baylor coaches talk. I, I, there was like some question, like, "Are you are you guys like telling him not to run as much? You know, to just to be safer." Um, and so he's not. You know, I think we're getting like a maybe a slightly different version that plays into our hands a little better because we you know we saw last week what happens when you when you. I can't stress a defense with a running quarterback like Will or not Will Greer but Daniels had
1: scrambled 3 times on a pass going into that game and he <laughs> didn't scramble, scramble once the entire game. He didn't that scramble. Is, I almost and, respect it. Like that is just like old school quarterback man back there like I'm going to stand here and deliver the ball no matter what. The,
0: the, the Peyton Manning school of quarterback. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I respect it. So uh,
2: I, I don't know we we may get us you know I, I think in the on the scale of like quarterbacks that run um he's gonna be like the second least likely ahead of uh daniels yeah because he's right. not
1: like Probably. he's like card Hudson card killed us tune. well toon is a running quarterback
2: like mean, tune yeah. is like he runs
1: it every other three plays yeah yeah, yeah. so uh the other, uh, the other thing that stuck out to me i guess these two things kind of juxtaposed against each other is their uh, busted drive rate is bad. They're 75th, but then their value drive rate is their best. It's 15th. It like those. Two, so it's like, they either have an it's very Jekyll and Hyde. Team. Yeah. They either have yeah. an incredible drive that is, you know, better than what the normal team would do, or it's awful. And they're going backwards. Like there's no, there's no get a couple of first downs and punt or a field goal or whatever, it, uh, which I thought was interesting. So um their offense is just weird. Like, it, it's not what I expected going into the year. Like, I, the only thing that I know you can kind of expect out of them is, like, they are going to run the ball. And that might be why their busted drive rate is so high and so yes. their value drive rate, is they will run it. They're almost like the Cowboys in a sense, like, we'll run it on 2nd and 10, just dare us. Like, we'll do it. You know, like, and, and then they're in 3rd and 11. You know, so, like, that, that yeah. could be why. But I just found that kind of interesting. I,
0: I will say, too, though, I think as far as a traditional run game, they have the best one you're going to see all year. Now, they they don't have, like, the most talented running backs. That's UT, UT had the most talented running backs wow. you're going to see all year. But I think as far as a pure, like, scheme, offensive line, plus running backs. You think it's better than, than best, Oklahoma like, State. That would be my second. I do. I I think they're better than Oklahoma State. I say that. Like hey, the Kansas State. Ball. Kansas. That's, well, the thing about <laughs> – the thing about yeah. Kansas before the last three weeks. Anyway. <laughs> yes. But the, the thing I'd say about K-State is they have such a unique setup because the, they have two guys – They basically they have two running backs in the game at all times, whether it's Martinez yeah. or it's uh, Vaughn, who – Either of those guys, if you give them a crease, they're gonna take it for 30 plus yards every yeah. time you give them a the crease. And nobody else has has that. And it with, with K-State, it's almost like not the blocking is matters, but it's more so about those guys making plays in space than it is the actual blocking. With Baylor, it's about the scheme, your offensive line being consistent. And then there's there's to their credit, like there's no drop-off with any of their running backs. They, they play different, but they all are just like like their worst running back is like pretty good you know what I mean
2: yeah yeah I think I think uh McGuire said this week that Baylor has four offensive linemen that would not be playing college football without a COVID year I mean that's oh just, wow that's crazy pretty impressive that, yeah that is yeah.
1: crazy um I yeah their offense I the only part that scares me is the it's almost like when you play a triple option team like it's not to that extent but it's different and so like this week you kind of know like you you can it's almost I guess a little bit like Kansas State like it's not your typical spread we know we're going to see shallow cross mesh birds like we you know we know we're going to see all that like against Oklahoma State and West Virginia it's this is a little different and you you may see some of those concepts but it may be from under center there may be a play action element to it like you're just going to see some different things so that's that's the one thing that kind of makes me nervous is because I think the reason the game last year was so close is you know, our speaking of Jekyll and Hyde, our the tech rush defense last year was that way. And that just happened to be a game where they played really well. And so that's kind of what kept it close, if I remember right. So oh
2: yeah, for sure. And but if you kind of extend our defense to the that game and, and the bowl game, I mean, there, there's there just aren't any teams playing defense the way we have been. The, the last yes if you extend it out six, seven, eight games like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a there's a guy who does – you know, a Ken Palm basketball guy, and he just does – it's per possession. He rates teams, so he takes tempo out, and then he, he factors in for strength of schedule. And so you just get like a – you know, how good is a defense on a per possession basis? And there's someone who does the equivalent of that in football. And we have a top 25 defense right now, like on a per possession basis, adjusted for strength of schedule. And the the best finish that I could find uh you know post leech is 39th. And that was that 2013 defense. That was that was good. That had a bunch wow. of NFL players.
1: Well, that's it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. It was, I was well, because like I pulled up football outsiders, the defense too, and I was looking at Baylor's stuff, and they're 31st on football outsiders, their dfei DFEI. or yeah. And I was like, I wonder where we are, 24th. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like,
1: yeah. That's insane. I don't like. I've never gone to football outsiders since I've known about football outsiders and not had to like scroll to the bottom, you know, to find us. Like, it, it's wild that we are sitting above Baylor, up, like, Minnesota is 25th, you know, like <laughs> you're looking at these teams. Like, it's just, it's just wild to me. That's which,
0: yeah. Which, which to me, it's too. It makes me wonder, you know. And I think to a, a lot of what we did last week to West Virginia, which we really haven't talked much about that our defense did against West Virginia, uh, but, um, but really, you kind of seemed like you you made a big corner in maybe the bye week. I'm I'm not saying like you took like this huge step forward, but we just looked a lot more consistent, and it may have been the whole thing like we talked about earlier. If it's the first time you didn't see a running quarterback. So then you could just kind of pin your ears back and you just have a plan and you just got after. them. Um, so, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see this weekend. And then, two, you know, if that's, uh, you know, if both those stats y'all talked about hold up, then that means our defense should, as the year goes on, as we keep facing it uh, really other than TCU, the rest of the offenses you're going to see the rest of the year aren't as good as what you've seen. And then you know, OU at the end of the year, but really just TCU. Um you should keep getting better every week of like how you look on that side of the ball.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, you know, going back to, cause Hunter, you, you said this in a text about the, like the, was it the first down rate? Cause on football outsiders, our first down rate that's 29th, like allowing uh, drives that, you know, that can to, get, a first to get down. at least
2: one first down. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, which Is an interesting thing to pose against the Baylor offense, like their busted drive rate, like where you're not getting a first down. So it'd be it's like that's almost the big matchup there. Like, can we can we keep them from gaining that first down, which probably leads to value drives, which our defense has been good at?
2: Yeah, I think I actually think they're you know, they're they're saying the same thing too, but the the opposite, like uh about our offense, you know, like getting that first, first down uh keeping us away from the tempo and going fast. I listened to their player interviews and that's what they said. They're like, we can't let them get a first down. You know, we've yeah. got to prevent them from from getting the train, you know, on the tracks. And uh yeah, I agree too because um yeah, you know, we if you allow Baylor to get a first down, that we're gonna be kind of looking in the mirror because somewhat because it, if you gain a first down or two and you're playing tech or Baylor, you're probably gonna be going for it on fourth down. Yeah. So it's like it's like the only time you can force a punt. It's like if you stop them that first time,
1: right? Yeah, that's a good point. Otherwise, they're going for it. Yeah, and that—that's like you, you know, earlier me talking about how the the going for it is kind of like a psychological <laughs> tactic as well, and that's something our defense needs to kind of keep in check. Like, you're gonna have to stop them four times, and and you would think you that we rep
2: our fourth down stuff, and so our defense, yeah, has seen it you know a lot of that
1: you would think yeah you would definitely think that they would be used to it in practice but um yeah I do well you made a good point I think we didn't really touch on the defensive performance against West Virginia probably as much as we should have but like that was just that was an incredible display (laughs) like it it really was like Like, I mean Hunter was Pretty afraid of the the their offense. To, I mean, I'm not mischaracterizing you. I don't think. No, yeah. and
2: yeah. It, I think I, what I was afraid of, like I think West Virginia saw that, and they just threw it up. I mean, they challenged our corners, kind of yeah. like how I what I would have done. I guess if I was yeah. them, and it just didn't work. Like yeah. we made, we just made the plays.
0: The thing, the thing too with that, it, you know, JT Daniels. I didn't think he played. He really played that well, but like on a lot of those balls that he threw down the field in one on ones. It wasn't like he made just like a terrible throw and you're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? It more so was just RDBs like just like going up and making play on the ball and just saying, okay, I'm gonna beat you. Like I'm like they just beat, they just beat the receiver for like, the ball. Like they just beat him out for the
2: ball. going into the game, West Virginia was averaging 45 yards per drive, which is amazing. We yeah. allowed 27 yards per drive. <laughs>
1: good gosh that is awesome (laughs) yeah i mean they were they were ridiculous because there were a lot of that yeah there was a moment you know they heck it was when poor adrian fry it was when he got put in and like the defense went to crap for a series but like there was a moment there where it was like this could get hairy you know like another stop and if they get their defense gets to stop and then score, but it just never got to that point because the, the defense was suffocating. Like it just was, there was, there was no, it just never felt like they were going to consistently move the ball and score. And I think the next possession was the Jacob Rodriguez forcing a fumble.
2: You know, like it was just and, over. And we have definitely weaponized the substitution rule. I mean, if you, Oh yeah. You, like if you're you cannot substitute, with less than about maybe 16 or maybe like 17 or 18 seconds on the play clock against us. <laughs> or Jalen Hutchins yeah, is going to be. It, that. It's going to it take time. 15 seconds for Hutchins to get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. No, it's, y'all, it's not to awesome. get the playoff.
0: Y'all know, y'all know who that's really going to hurt is Sonny Dykes. Who <laughs> he about had an aneurysm on the sideline in that game in yeah. Oklahoma State. Whenever Gundy, and, and you know Gundy, they never showed him, but I bet he had the smirkest look on his face as, as, uh, Dykes was just, just losing it on the sideline in
1: that game a couple weeks ago. Freaking Gundy. I can't believe he let them win that game. That dude.
0: He sure did.
1: Anyway. Um, but yeah, the uh I, I I'm curious as to what y'all think about the there because I don't think we I still don't think we can run the ball. Like I know the numbers are better. It just doesn't look right to me. And I'm I am concerned about Baylor's defensive line. They're big. They're good. I don't think they were as good as they were last season, like not even close, but like they're, they are going to pose a different type of challenge. Maybe one similar to Oklahoma state. I'm just, I'm concerned it's, that because the, just the way we're running the ball doesn't look like it's sustainable to me because it's, it's not consistent. And so I, I, I do don't wonder. Yeah how it looks against a pretty good Baylor defensive line. I,
0: th- I think they're pretty good. I do think Oklahoma, State's, Oklahoma State is better. I think K-State is as a whole is better. And yeah. I do also think – I think UT, it depends on when you play them, but I, I think they're better. Um, but now, again, but the, also this year the Big 12 is insanely deep on the defensive line yeah. this year across the board. There are hey, a ton of really good defensive lines in the conference this year.
1: West Virginia – if I remember, right, West Virginia was able to run the ball like well against them, but yeah, I don't know if we're, we're capable of doing. I don't know. It's just weird. I, that's what makes me nervous, I guess, offensively. West
0: West Virginia ran it out, ran it in the flats, or like they ran off tackle really well against yeah, them quite a is, bit, and so which is what which we for do. us kind of pl- which plays into what we want to do. Um, yeah. I also think where we're going to have success running the ball is if we get a, first, a quick first down and then maybe you get like a first and five and you get something quick and then you hand it off, but you've got to be, I think you got to be in your up-tempo and you got to be trying to run it outside the tackle boxes to really, I think, hit, hit them and, and succeed in the running game against them. You can't run it on the inside against them. That's not going to work.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Heck, w- yeah, I guess, Hunter, would it, who is uh, Wilburn's biggest challenge, the K-State nose or this guy? This guy.
2: Okay. Not even close, man. Really? Because oh, you, yeah. you, you
1: expected that K-State knows to eat his lunch.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I did. But this guy, I mean, just physically, though, I, I think it's two different animals. I mean, this guy's just a monster. However, it's going to be interesting to see him kind of run. I mean, they're going to be able to sub him. So, I, I, yeah,
1: that's true. I, I
2: wonder what's going to happen to him uh, later in the game. You know, if you stick him in on a series and he's like already, you know, like in the third quarter or something. And he's, like, somewhat tired. And then if we get a couple first down, I mean, like, eight plays later and he's still in the field and it typically wouldn't be and we're not substituting. <laughs> he's going to be uh, faking a cramp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't think you can do that all the time. But there there will be some of that. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I do think the offense – like, I, I still don't think they're good, but I do think they played their best game.
0: It was you know, significantly
1: better. Yeah, I mean – Yeah you didn't have like Caleb Rogers single-handedly destroying drives and things like that. Like it, it it was a good performance. And so I do wonder if you, if that was West Virginia based, if that was bi-week based, or if that's just improvement and we'll kind of, you know, we'll see some growth this week as well.
0: The the biggest thing to me was that, that Baron never really got, truly pressured except for they sent that all out blitz on that fourth down play yeah and then other than that he you know he rolled out of the pocket a couple times but he never really was just like under true duress very much the rest of the game in fact there were a couple of dropbacks he just kind of stood back there for literally like three four seconds and then found somebody so i mean you know and I, i think you know obviously Sills for them is a good defensive lineman like stills he's not he's not what his brother was. He's a really good defensive end. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's still a solid group. I think it's better than a couple others you played this year and it didn't look nearly as poor as it had. So I think it was yes. a significant step in the right direction.
2: Against Houston, we were sacked on uh, 9% of our drawbacks against North Carolina state, 9% against Kansas state, 12%. Then now that we've had, Baron, we've gone tempo. Oklahoma State was six percent. West Virginia was two percent. I mean, it's a uh, we've almost. It's like we're you know a third less likely to get sacked the last two
0: and games. and two and, percent is a crazy low rate even for a like even no, for a really, really good offensive line. Two yeah. percent is a really low rate. So so I, I it was a really big step in the right direction. I thought
1: yes, because that that West Virginia defensive line has looked pretty good. And yeah, so they, they, were, they
2: their average before going in was 6%, you know, yeah. they, they get a 6% of drop back. So.
1: And it's been discussed in a lot of places, but I, I mean, that tempo helps that, I mean, it, it is it so much easier to block, to defend or to go, you know, to play against a defense that is not quite set up on the snap. You know where they can just you know um, play full speed. Like they're still thinking when the ball is snapped. It makes such a big difference, and um, you know it's it's smart because I think what Tech ran ninety six plays. And McGuire said like they're trying to get to hundred. You know, like ninety six plays wasn't good enough, which which they probably would have if the game was close. But
0: oh, that yeah. would have. It, de- yeah. it definitely would have.
1: I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm excited. I'd, Very. Yeah, it's a big game, man. Yeah. Big game. <laughs> man, yeah. Now you that could be, the, you take, the Baylor guys you are gonna play it right play. now.
2: What? Would you, would you take a split of the next two right now?
0: Yes, I'll take it.
2: I would too. Don't care which one. I wouldn't like. It.
0: Don't care. I wouldn't love it, but I'll take it. I'll be be five and four with three three games left. I'll take
1: it. Yeah. I guess. Four. That- yeah. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the smart play. But if you, just if, feel, if you
2: won this weekend, you'd be feeling bad about it. You know, because
1: yeah, that's the thing, is like I feel pretty good about this weekend. Like I think it, it's a matchup that is pretty good for us. And so then, like, like you said, I, if I think we're gonna win this week, why would I guarantee a loss next week? <laughs> I I might roll the dice. Okay, so if you have um, a pick. If you had to pick one, though, which one are you winning?
0: Oh, it's easy. that TCU. One. It's easy. Yeah. No, I would pick – if I had to pick which one to win, I'm winning at TCU. I don't care.
2: Yeah, <sighs> that one could make sense. It's Later in the year, I lean towards later in the year, and then ruining their season is a factor. But I yes. just yes. Wouldn't want to lose Absolutely. this game. I, I have. It just feels like we've had this game a couple times, and what I yes. mean by that is like fair big game that like everyone has kind of rallied and circled the wagons. And all the, the momentum is <laughs> – and like, yeah, and it's like, okay, this is the one, and then yeah, we just get destroyed or something. Um, it's true, so that would suck. Um, uh, but I could see, yeah, I could, I could see why you would want TCU over this one.
0: It just would be that that one, like, first year where you know Sunny Dykes is like purity cocky, and TCU people are pretty cocky, just beating them. Knowing how much they hate us, even though they don't really like to admit that, but knowing how and and also like the length they are going to to stop people from getting tickets to that game, um it to, to me it's, it, it would be. If so you fun. have
2: tickets to that game, please reach out to me. I, I can't get tickets. I am actually currently I'm building a profile right now on Killer Frogs. Someone is selling tickets in their forum and they're like explicitly like no tech fans allowed. If I find out tech fans are sitting here, I'm gonna like kill everyone or something. And so <laughs> I've created a username on there and now I'm posting some things. Like I was like, great, win. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to build a, like a, a, a profile that like makes it seem like I'm not, cause I didn't want to just like create one and then just like be like, yeah, hey, right. I'll take this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I'm currently creating a, a moniker and nom de gear for myself. And I'm going to try to get those tickets. They're uh, really good, and they're a hundred dollars each. And but that that's my only option right now. Like, it's- <laughs> your only
1: option is like create a second. No, he's he's online. he's right. Like
0: like like on on StubHub right now, it is outrageous what they're charging aftermarket for those tickets. Like like they're charging what like what would be like the like like the like the Big Twelve title game tickets are <laughs> are less expensive than this.
1: That's ridiculous. Like so I guess that like because they were doing that three game mini pack, I guess they figured out mm-hmm. tech fans had. Sure did. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, you can't buy them on the Internet anymore. Yeah,
1: that
0: is. But then they also they changed it to where you could call and you could still buy one. But then they figured out they caught wind that tech people were buying on that way. And then they shut it off and they said the game's a sell out. And then they started sending out to their faculty and alums. Yeah, hey, so Run the draw,
2: Okay, I forgot about that. Run the draw <laughs> has secured a edu TCU email, and he's actually I forgot about that he's in the process. How, of how did he secure some. one of these? I didn't ask any questions. <laughs> so we have we have two irons in the fire right now, me and him on <laughs> trying to get tickets to that game. But if somebody else has
1: some, I would buy them. So. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Um, but yeah, I I think that I'm taking uh, I'm taking the home game. Even though that doesn't make sense. It's fair. I just, like I said, I can think of so many games that I've gotten up for a night game, ready to go, and then just let down. So I want I want a good feeling after a night game. Um, I would
0: be I, – I have no idea what what the record is. I would be curious what the last home night Big 12 game we won was. Oof. I, I don't know off top of my head. It's been to, a while. We,
1: we played Kansas in like 2018 at night on a week night we on a Friday night. I think that's the you're last right. one that I can remember. We beat Kansas State at night in 2017.
2: Yes, seventeen. Mm, mm, yeah. No, 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 no. Se- no, 17 no, no 15 fifteen. I'm thinking that was twenty.
1: Yes, you're
0: thinking fifteen. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. seventeen yeah, was the Shimanek. Yeah. No, we didn't beat zone. Kansas State in three zone.
2: years.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Shimanek yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. on fourth down, or was it going for two? Fourth,
0: no, no, fourth and OT, fourth and goal and OT. Yeah, and
1: he we threw it, it away zone. like it was first and goal in the first quarter. Yeah, love it. Got I remember it.
0: because I remember because I, if I remember right, Cantrell just kind of looked back and just kind of threw his hands up. Yeah, like,
1: okay. <laughs> it's like sure, so let's live to play the next down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a ton. No, it for me. I'm just excited. I'm ready to to get this night game going. Uh, the guy I do the pregame with, Clint Scott, he t- he texted me. I was like, if you, and he's always trying to get under my skin. He's like, if y'all, if you want to dress up as ghosts when we do the pregame on Friday, I'm game. <laughs> and I was like, that I cannot think of anything I'd want to do less than dress less. up with you and I was like I'll go you know what I'm gonna dress up as a Texas Tech fan and I'll see you there <laughs> like <laughs> I, uh, I'm not gonna be participating in any of your Kansas shenanigans um yeah I'm just it's, got, oh. I think it's gonna be an awesome awesome atmosphere uh, and I'm ready I'm ready to get I'm gonna get after it Dude, but
0: do, do, do we finally see the vaunted three quarterback offense
1: everybody seems <laughs> I hope not didn't I think level I Level said today we'll see it in the first quarter. I think. I just. I,
0: man. I, please no. Please please shelf this idea. This this I, has like terrible idea written all over
1: it. I kind of want to see it. To be totally honest with you, I want to see it. Like I want to see it been, it on
0: the first and ten on the first drive.
1: If they've been working on it since August, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. I just and. and when was the last time Tegas successfully executed a trick play? They've all been like even since Yost, they have been horrendous. So if we could like execute somehow execute a trick play and it work, like first drive against Baylor, sign me up.
0: First play. First play of the game. You're gonna have you're gonna have Shuck come out under center. You're <laughs> gonna have Barron line up as the wing, and then you're gonna have Donovan out wide. And then, no. a- and then we just see what happens from there.
1: They should line them up all in the shotgun, like shoulder to shoulder behind Wilburn. And we don't, like, you don't know who's getting the snap. Like they all, they all turn like they'll like the, the kickoff return trick where they turn to the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, yeah. Starburst. (laughs) And you don't know who's got it. And they, yeah, that's what they need. And price is just streaking down the seam. That's what they need to do. But yeah, I I don't even know what it's going to look like. That's part of the reason I want to see it. I can't even imagine, but anyway. We're just rambling now. Um, But I think the three of us will be in Lubbock, if I remember right. Oh, you're not coming? Oh. That's surprising to me.
2: I know, I know. I decided to do West Virginia, TCU, Kansas game uh and it's this one so mm. yeah but although i don't have tickets to you, so we'll see <laughs> all
1: mm. right well never mind then because the last time the last time three of us graced the, the lbk it was the texas win so i thought that was gonna I'm be, gonna be still good, drive
2: right? up there i don't know i wouldn't rule it out <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right well uh in that case hopefully we're talking about what a two-game conference winning streak can't imagine. I don't even know the last wow. time that happened. A winning conference record so far this late in the season. Don't remember the last time that happened. I hate saying all these things, but uh, let's do it. Um, so we will see you guys next week. The nerds nerd out alive. If you are big nerd. But you walked into the spot. Here he- he- he is potter bull these nerds, these nerds nerd out a lot,
0: go Taylor, go Hunter.